Hey everyone, welcome to episode 55 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On this episode, we have uh, Ed Gossen, the co-founder and CEO at Mantra Health. It's It's been a little bit since we've released a podcast episode, so we're excited to finally release this episode to you. Without further ado, let's bring on Ed and get things started. Thanks, Ed, for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you. Um, been a fan of the, the company for some time, ever since we started diving into all things telehealth and doing research on the different companies in the space and the different verticals. Very excited. I, I would love if you could just, let's just kick things off by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself and we'll go from there. Yeah. So my name is Ed Gosson. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Mantra Health. Um, in a previous life, I was a venture capitalist. Uh, so spent three years at a fund called White Star Capital. Um, and during my time at White Star, I um, took a very thesis-driven approach at looking at different sectors. Um, you know, that's the, I think the first um, sort of cause for me to start a company. And then the second was that um, it's, it's always what I've wanted to do. I come from an operational background. Uh, so before being a VC, um, I, you know, had joined uh, Tinder as one of their first employees, uh, believe it or not. And while, you know, I guess this isn't directly related to mental health, we spent a lot of time creating a great product um, and also um, focusing on, on breaking a stigma. Um, so, yeah, all in all, there is some uh, resemblance in a way when you think about it. And so um, during my time in VC, um, started really digging into different sectors and uh, due to, to family history and uh, sibling having to go through uh, the status quo of um, psychiatric care, I started thinking a little bit more about, you know, mental health care and the gaps, which um, led to the, the foundation of the company. Perfect. And, and that seems to be a common trend, whether it's a personal experience or a family experience, right, or a friend experience that, that drives entrepreneurs to create these really interesting and uh, very needed businesses. So that's, that's cool. What, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I was going to say, I mean, especially when it comes to, to something like, uh, like mental health care, um, you know, you, you see some businesses that, um, you know, could be purely opportunistic. Um, I'm thinking about a couple of companies in my head in different sectors that, you know, there's a clear gap to address. Um, but I think in the case of something like healthcare and especially mental health care, where, where there's so much to do still, um, you know, you've got to be passionate. Um, also because it takes a lot of time to, to build something valuable. Absolutely. Can, can you walk us through about uh, like how, how the platform works a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I'd love to tell you how we got to where we are today. Um, but let's jump, I guess, right into uh, what our product is at the moment. Um, so after a few sort of iterations, um, where we landed as a market is to serve um, college students primarily. Um, and so today, we've built this integrated telemental health program um, that um, works directly with, you know, counseling centers around the nation. And so uh, the way we work with schools is that we will dedicate it 
you know, therapy or psychiatric providers um, that will get to know their campus and really sort of focus on being an extension to uh, the counseling center staff. Um, and we've built a collaboration portal so that the counseling center gets full visibility uh, on, on student outcomes during the course of care. Um, and of course, you know, students get, students get access to um, the great consumer experience that uh, was at the foundation of, of Mantra from day one. Oh, that's really interesting. That's a great model too. Being, I mean, and it effectively allows you to. I mean, there's there's so many schools in the. Is it is it only uh, undergraduate schools that you're referring to? Or are you referring to like high schools as well? Um, so yeah, so I use the word college students. It's actually you know university students. So it could oh, be sorry. Both undergrad okay. and, and grad students. Yeah. So it's higher ed. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, was there an initial when when you first started things, was there a, a big need to educate these schools on on the offering, and I guess why why there was value, or was it you know instantly they agreed there's there's huge value in this, um, and we're ready to kind of move forward with it. You know, I mean, yeah, those sales calls are interesting. You're typically <laughs> preaching you're typically preaching to the choir. I mean, um, yeah. So thankfully, uh, you know, a lot of these schools already have counseling centers. Um, they're very educated in terms of um, the needs of the students and of that population. Um, so as far as, you know, talking with those schools go, you know, we found product market fit pretty much immediately. And to take it back to, I guess, the genesis of Mantra, uh, we founded our experience really for this generation's young adults. Um, you know, I came together with um, two other co-founders, you know, Matt Kennedy, who I Measuring my time in venture capital and Dr. Ravi Shah, who's currently um, the medical director of Columbia's um, psychiatric faculty practice. And so what we agreed is that um, when it comes to psychiatric care, you know, there's still a very sort of untapped um, need for a, you know, service that is more catered to that generation. And so this is really where the whole brainstorming started to happen. Um, and we built a care model that's focused on, you know, three core pillars. So the first one um, is convenience. Um, so quite, uh, quite an obvious one when we're talking about telehealth, but, um, you know, all of our patients not only get, you know, high quality video appointments, but also get the ability to, you know, message their provider in between appointments. Um, and, you know, we've been uh, integrated with a, with a pharmacy uh, partner, which allows us to also deliver medication straight to our, our patient store. Um, so that was the, four, the first sort of care value. The second is that, you know, we wanted to build a model um, that is measurement-based. So measurement-based care is, you know, something that's been really up and coming in, you know, in mental health. Um, and what we try to do is have our patients take um, our skills on a monthly basis. And we've been uh, fortunate that, you know, our product uh, has allowed that to, to happen. And so every month, uh, our patients will take the PHQ-9 and the GAT-7 um, so that, you know, our providers, you know, better sort of treat the target when it comes to uh, the medication plans. Um, and it's even useful when it comes to, to therapy. And so the third care pillar um, is, uh, you know, everything that has to do with, you know, wellness and holistic care. You know, we believe that, you know, medication doesn't work in a vacuum. So specifically, when you talk about psychiatry, uh, what we found is that, uh, you know, people typically have this relationship with their psychiatrist where 
you know, it's really about just, you know, taking that medication as a way to, you know, solve the, the symptoms. Uh, but there wasn't that, you know, sort of extra relationship and, um, you know, talk about lifestyle that happens uh, to talk about the root cause of, of the symptoms. And so, um, you know, we started sort of building this community of providers that are passionate about uh, holistic care. And so um, today, I mean, you know, providers on Mantra can enter a medical notes uh, without entering wellness goals. Um, so that's part of our care model. Um, and so all in all, you know, when we launched our product um, direct to consumer, uh, what we found is that a lot of college students were signing up and, um, you know, for the ones that could afford it, it was a great, it was a great option uh, in case that, you know, they had a, let's say, you know, eight to nine to 10 weeks wait list at the counseling center. But for a lot of others, it was not affordable. Um, so we started talking to, um, you know, a lot of these counseling directors and figured, well, what if there's a way that, um, you know, our program, our membership becomes, you know, sponsored by the school um, and, you know, offered to the wider student population. Um, and so, yeah, we went to a conference at the end of last year, started having, you know, a few initial conversations. Um, and yeah, next thing you know, I mean, the demand since then has been uh, pretty enormous, um, especially in, in light of COVID. And so um, now we're, we're really entirely focused on higher ed and, and focusing on, on that. Has, has, Things been affected by COVID, I guess, either in a, a negative or, or positive way, and kind of what do you see? I guess at this stage in time, the end result being with COVID, is it necessarily push you forward? Does it make you have to think of things a little bit differently, especially, um, you know, with a, a lot of schools? Uh, I, I think schools will be back in the fall. I, yeah. I, I'm hoping we get a handle on it, but how does that look? I'm, I'm guessing they can still access, obviously, if they're not in school because of your your telehealth play. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, where telemental health comes in, and I think that, you know, prior to um, COVID and, you know, to answer your, your previous question as well, um, I guess there was a great amount of knowledge around the needs, uh, but the adoption of telehealth were still, um, you know, at a level that, um, you know, didn't really match, I guess, the, the, the level of need. And so, what you're seeing now is that, you know, in the matter of a couple of weeks, um, you had a massive transition to telehealth as part of the counseling centers. So all of them now have been, you know, trained and forced to, uh, to ramp up. Um, so that's, I think, the first thing that happened. And then the second is that, well, they're trying to understand if they're going to go back um, to be in person um, or um, online in the next semester. I think a lot of schools are trying to, to go back in person. Uh, but, you know, as a platform, we're, we're pretty agnostic. So what we're seeing right now is that schools um, are interested in having us as a partner to, to basically hedge their risk in case that, you know, they can't go back in person, you know, and somehow that affects their ability to uh, fit the needs of the students, which have really increased when, you know, you think about um, everything that's happening, a lot of isolation, a lot of uncertainty for uh, the students at the moment, I mean, one thing I always say to my team is uh, I couldn't imagine being a student at the moment. It must be extremely stressful. Um, and so we're starting to talk about, you know, COVID-induced trauma um, and the need for specific therapies for it. But ultimately, um, you know, it's really sort of expanded um, the, the need for, um, you know, telemental health services 
and democratize you know the conversation around um you know the the, the telehealth platforms yeah i'm sure there's many students out there that are going through uh or that are experiencing a whirlwind of emotions uh you know even even the possibility of having to be all online and yet still having the same tuition bill right <laughs> that when you're not even, yeah. uh, being on campus like the frustration and a couple other things so uh I, I think that's really interesting yeah yeah no absolutely yeah i i would have liked having a service like this in college i i had a period a semester where i said i'm going to get out of school really fast so i'm going to double the amount of courses I'm going to take in this semester completely. So I was yep. taking like 10, 10 or 11 courses at, like in wow. one period and um, didn't really, you know, get to have at that point many much social interaction with friends and, uh, and other students because there was a lot going on, but it would have been nice to have a service like this to be able to access through, you know, the, uh, the council office and, be able to to leverage a solution like this. So um, I, I'm sure many students with everything going on and, and, and we live in a digital world, right? The ability for them to do this from their phone and um, you know, instantly is, is really cool. Yeah, and I, and I think that, um, you know, the, the, the need for mental health services has only increased as, as time has passed. I mean, you know, with increased stress and, and you know, global competition for uh, for jobs, you know, people are, you know, more than ever, um, you know, stressed out while they're at school, really trying to, you know, work towards, um, you know, having the, the perfect path. And, uh, you know, there's so many more stress factors today uh, that exist that ultimately uh, have created this, um, this huge need. Um, and uh, as a result, you know, more, inve more investments from the schools to offer those services. Yeah, I mean, and and the stigma around mental health, right? Like getting getting help um, you know, at at different points in in your life is it, it's becoming more of a thing. Like people are more willing to leverage services like yours than probably even ten years ago, right? Like because in the past, like getting help for certain things was seen as like, why would you want to do that? Like, why do you need to talk to someone? Is something you know wrong with you? And and that's not the case today. Like we're we're realizing how important mental health is more and more each and every day. And having mm -hmm. a service like yours is is crucial, especially for students at that stage in their you know life journey. Yeah. Well, the yeah, and the, and the reality is when you think about it from a from a payer perspective as well. Um, you know, if you don't treat the, the, the patients and the, and the students at that age, um, you know, those are, you know, traumas and, you know, and problems that will carry on for the rest of their life. And so, you know, one thing that um, is important here is to really sort of catch um, a lot of these, uh, these issues that arise when you're at the, um, I guess, the, the college age uh, to make sure that, you know, they don't trigger down to other problems down the line. Um, and so, um, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And so, you know, what we're seeing is that the, the highest prevalence of anxiety and depression is actually at the 18 to 25 sort of population. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, at the same time, we saw that there really was no other platform out there that focused their, their efforts and, you know, the care model to, um, to that population. How... How did you come up with the name out of curiosity? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, 
I guess the mantra is, you know, is, is a self-affirmation, you know, to, um, to inspire oneself. And so uh, when I think about, when I think about mental health, um, traditionally for me, it was always about resilience um, and, you know, trying to always be sort of my, my best self. Um, you know, I grew up being um, pretty fond of, of sports and play, playing sports competitively. And so, um, you know, I guess having, having that mantra is something that um, always stuck to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, you sort of brainstorm when you, when you think about the name of your company, um, you know, I, I guess I'll return the question to you, you know, how do you come up with, with block health, but um, Leonard on mantra pretty quickly. And yeah, I guess I, I really like that name. Yeah. On the, on the block health side of things, uh, we were first names, like we were getting ridiculous. We were looking at like, <laughs> like, like everyone does, right. Like, Greek mythology and <laughs> like the the god or the goddess of like healing and medicine and all things that have been used yes. like quite a bit and uh we were originally going to go with like Epion which is like somewhat related to like the goddess of medicine or something it was like really confusing no one could say it on call <laughs> properly so we were looking and we we're like well we want to you know we're, we're a group of people that want to create uh a better health healthcare ecosystem for the professional and the organizations and the tasks that they must engage in. So we said, okay, well, BLOC is a group yeah. of people that join together to solve a common purpose. So we threw that in ah. health and, and went with that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Well, Ed, where, uh, unless there's, uh, if there's anything else you want to, you know, tell the audience before we kind of start to wrap things up, uh, now would be the time. Um, if uh, if not, um, where can people learn more about you and the company? And I'll include any links that you want in the show notes as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I think first of all, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you know I was I was able to kind of share the story here on the on the podcast today. Um, you know, overall, I'm glad to see that there's a lot more interest now with you know with telehealth um, and especially in light of COVID, you know, it's really sort of um, increased the amount of conversations that are happening around the subject. So, um, you know, I'm always available uh, to, to talk about it and to share the story. Um, you know, if you want to um, have more information about, um, you know, our platform and our services, you can head to our website, uh, mantrahealth.com. Uh, we have a, a page specifically for, for higher education to explain um, our program. Um, and otherwise, we also have a, a blog where we publish a lot of thought leadership around, um, you know, mental health and, and higher education. I love it. Perfect. Okay. I'll share those links in there. And uh, let's definitely stay in touch. I look forward to uh, following your journey and Mantra Health's journey and uh, getting this, uh, this podcast out to everyone so they can take a listen. All right. Thank you so much, Darren. All right. Thanks, Ed. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store 
their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that could be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.